Hey there friends, it's Nick and this is episode 396 of the Story Hacker podcast and I've been reminiscing, uh, perhaps not surprisingly given that dad passed away last week but you know you do, it does make you cast your mind back I suppose and I've been thinking about the first time I played football and um, just to give you some context, I was born in Oxford, England in uh, 1969 and we actually lived for the first five years of my life in a tiny Oxfordshire village um, sort of deep in the countryside really. There were fields outside the back of my house, you know, it was that kind of life. And I had one term at the tiny, tiny village primary school before my dad's job moved and we as a family moved up to Bletchley, which was a much more classic kind of commuter town north of London. In fact, it was near where they were building the new city of Milton Keynes. Um, and that's part of the reason that Dad's job had moved because he needed they needed people on the on the ground to put the um, to put the new city on the map. My dad worked for the Ordnance Survey, which was, you know, the kind of the the, the map makers in the UK. Anyway, um, I went to this new massive, certainly for me, primary school. I mean, I'd gone from somewhere really tiny to somewhere with with hundreds of kids, and uh, this was my first experience of playing football. I, we. We used to run around. It's going to sound like something out of the 1800s. We didn't actually have a football. We had a ball of bunched up sports socks, right? And that's what we would kick around the playground. But the way we played was that effectively everyone crowded around the ball and kicked it as much as they could in the right direction. But it was it was like a scrum. It was it, you know we went nowhere really. And it wasn't until I think I think one of the the dads came in at some point, either it's either during the school day or for an after school club or something, to show us how to play football. And what he said very simply was, none of you can run faster than the ball can be kicked. You know, you're all standing around this thing, you're all sort of scrumming in, and you're kicking it against the feet of the person on the other side of it. So you're not really going anywhere, but if you spread out, if you spread out, and kick the ball to each other, you start to get a sense of rhythm and movement, and you start to be able to put together strategies. And I, you know, I wasn't very old; it must have been seven, maybe something like that. And it was like, oh, now I understand. And I mean, he he did, he had a beautifully simple demonstration. He got he got one of the kids to race the ball, and he just kicked the ball, and of course, the ball went flying, and the kid was you know nowhere, basically. And it was one of those moments where you thought. The way that I understand how this thing works, how this thing's done, has completely changed. And I was, you know, there's a danger that when we think about things like this, we always try and look for lessons. And um, so maybe this is a stretch, but I do think, you know, I've talked on this podcast before about, um, particularly with marketing, we're constantly assailed by all these different tactics, all these different strategies. And I think so often, as I was saying the other the other day, we we get distracted by the shiny thing, and um, because it looks easy in comparison to the thing we've just started trying, and we never really finish, we never really, um, we never really kick the ball. It's like we kick it slightly, and then something else comes along, and we kick it in a different direction slightly, and we're just beset by this kind of tactics of the week. And I just, I don't know, I thought that was really. It's actually quite a good metaphor for what we need to do as business people, as marketers, as um, 
as people who are trying to sell their services or their products or their brands is is step back step out of that that scrum and look for the things that you can really deliver on consistently for a while that you can measure results on yesterday i was talking to a potential client we'll see what happens but i was talking to a potential client and she was talking about how um a local shop to her had got 5,000 views on TikTok because they did a dance in the shop. And of course, you know, there may, maybe there is some intrinsic value in having 5,000 views on TikToks, but if you're a local shop, what is the, uh, you know, what is the effect on the business? And um, of course, she didn't know what the effect on the business, because it's, you know, so much of this stuff is impossible to to kind of measure and I think um, it goes I mean the whole social media thing it obviously works gangbusters for some people it works gangbusters for some products and some services but for most people I would you know I would be surprised if um, more than 20% of people who are doing a bit of dribbling around on social media or a bit of you know scrumming if you like on social media you know trying all the different tactics you know, are actually making a serious amount of money considering how much time they're putting in. And I really think that there is a lot of value in stepping back, picking your spot and kicking the ball. Thanks for listening. And remember, your story means business. Hey, this is Nick. Thanks again for listening. To dig deeper, search for story.business.